This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Got some great text messages on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Guess who's chimed in, Damon? Guess who chimed in? It's got to be Tom. Got to be Tom. Tom has chimed in multiple times. Definitely going to get to a couple of his texts. Matter of fact, let me go to one of his texts right now. He said, works both ways. Raiders losing KC with fans. Keyshawn does have connections to Gruden. So not so hot taking car isn't totally unbiased. Uh, that's from Tom. And yeah, I, I realize Keyshawn won a Super Bowl with Gruden. I've had that pointed out to me multiple times. I'll just say this. Keyshawn Johnson wasn't the biggest John Gruden fan. And John Gruden wasn't the biggest Keyshawn Johnson fan. Now, they did win a Super Bowl together, like you said, but uh, I don't think that he's just going out on a limb to say something outlandish like Skip Bayless would say just because, oh, well, John Gruden's my guy. I, that's, you know, that's, that's my point, but I understand what you're saying. So, yeah, you do have uh, a point there. So thank you so much, Tom, and I know that you have multiple texts, and I will get to them in just a little bit. First, I want to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, matter of fact, right here in Vegas, my man Ruben. What's up, man? You're on Unnecessary Roughness. Hey, how's it going, Q559? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> chilling, chilling. What up, man? Yeah, nah, just really quick on a comment to the rituals on game day. Usually I just throw on my throwback. I'm about the house watching it, throw on a throwback. And I got my playlist. I always got my playlist on the commercial hits. I bought my Too Short. I bought my Matt Dre. I bought my ACDC. Nice. I bought, you know, all my funk music, George Clinton. So that's what I like to do on game days, basically. Just get a good meal, get the throwback on, and just watch the game. And Sometimes I watch it by myself, the, the fiance and kids, they get a little too scared because I get a little too emotional, crazy. <laughs> I know that's right. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I like that. That's a good call. Appreciate you. Uh, but keep bumping that Mac Dre and that Too Short, man. That's a that's a great soundtrack right there. Hopefully, we'll hear some of that soundtrack on Monday night at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, hint, hint, Raider, Raider uh, soundtrack guys, uh, DJs, go on to play some Mac Dre, man. Hey, I'm telling you, if if all of a sudden like Get Stupid came on, I give them like say they <laughs> say they score a touchdown, you don't even know Get Stupid. Huh? You you have no idea. Not a clue. If Get Stupid came on, the place would lose their blank in mind. I'm just going to say that. And we can use, we'll can we'll use some of that. We'll use some feeling myself. We'll use some get stupid here today on the show. Blow the whistle. Man, I know you know that one. I got I got that one saved up. Yeah, okay. I got that one already. All right. Well, you got to get some get stupid. That was one of my uh, that was one of my jams right there. Get stupid. I was All a right. Mac Dre fan before Mac Dre became popular. When Mac Dre... Oh, one of these guys. No, seriously. Hyphy was... <laughs> hyphy, the Hyphy movement made Mac Dre... Took him to a whole nother le- level. You know, he started talking about Thea's and all that. That's with uh, Mr. FAB, all them cats, right? That was all popular. But I'm back in the day when Mac Dre was talking about California living and, uh, you know, straight out of out the Valley Joe, out of Vallejo, and was robbing pizza joints. That was when Mac Dre and Mac Mall, those are my cats right there. Real so. hip-hop. No, it wasn't that. I'm not saying that. It's just, it was the early <laughs> stages of Mac Dre. That's awesome. I've been a big, big Mac Dre fan. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to Raider Mike. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, bro? Chilling, man. You all right? I'm good to go. Getting pumped for this game. Um, like you, I'm not too happy about the injuries. Now, we got, now we're going to have all these excuses on why whoop, we whooped their ass. And it sucks. But we are going to whoop their ass. We ain't going to shut them out. Sorry, gangster. I called it yesterday, I think, 27-13. Okay. Um, now, with Keyshawn, 
Keyshawn is never, he's not a big Raider fan. He definitely <laughs> right. does not like Gruden. He criticizes Gruden whenever he can. Right. But another thing about Key is he hates to be wrong. He knows D.C. has all those weapons, and he knows how to use them now. And he's probably the best next to Aaron Rodgers at the line on switching a playoff. So I'm pumped. Yeah. We are going to, in fact, uh, Damon, I need I need this, this song to come up because this is what we're going to do to the Ravens come Monday night. Put Onyx Slam on. Nice. We are going to slam them into the turf. Lamar might get hurt this game. I mean, they really have no options but him. Him and Andrews, come on. Hey, Abrams is going to be all over Andrews in the box. So I'm not worried about anything right now. 1-0 and we start. And Pittsburgh, I don't sweat them either. I really don't. I think Ben's too old. We go 2-0 to start. So Raiders! Can't wait to hear that at Legion Stadium on Monday. Cannot wait to hear that. Thank you so much, Raider Mike. I appreciate you. Let's go out to Denver, behind enemy lines. Javier, what's on your mind, my man? Hey, gentlemen, great show. Thank um, you. I, you know, I, I wear my Raider gear loud and proud over here in Colorado. Uh, I'll be sporting more of the, you know, Charles Woodson jersey, just representing his Hall of Fame in death Um I do have a quick question for you, gentlemen. Um, okay. So Gruden had his his recent, you know, talk uh, recently, and he doesn't mention anything about Colleen Farrell. What's going on with that? Is he he's not a representing a, a leader in the background? He's he's not mentioning much about him anymore. He's talking about everyone else, even our our new uh, you know veteran presence. Yeah, he's not talking much about him. Do you guys are are hearing that or seeing that? Will that- nonverbals come across? Yeah, no, you're right. And look, good call. I appreciate you. Uh, Cleve Farrell is just, I mean, he's hes just a guy. He's got to prove himself right now. I mean, he's a guy running with the twos. Uh, I know he's part of that wave that Gus Bradley wants, but ultimately when you're number four overall, you, you want to be a starter and you're expected to be a starter. He's not a starter right now. And so uh, I think that Clee has to prove himself. And I think one of the biggest things he has to prove himself, and this is something that I always, you know, kind of uh, go back to is availability. So far in the league, he hasn't been available throughout the course of the season, the whole season. I mean, last year he gets COVID. He goes out for a while. I mean, he, you know, and, and hey, COVID, I'm not shaking a stick at that. That's no joke. I get it. Um, you know, and then the year before he had concussions. He was out. I mean, there's just, there's been multiple reasons why Cleve Earls missed time. So that's part of it as well. I just think that uh, John Gruden is, is waiting for him to step up and show exactly who he is. Um, you know, there are some good good players on that team. There are some alphas that John Gruden mentioned earlier today. Uh, there's some guys like that, but I don't think Klee is there yet. It's, does he play a major part of this defense? I do think so. I think that a game like Monday night will be a game where Klee Farrell uh, is going to be asked to do even more because of the nature of the beast when it comes to the Ravens and their running attack. And I think that uh, that's going to be major for Klee to, to actually step up and, and, and be that guy. So thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. And wear your, uh, wear your colors loud and proud there in Colorado. Let's go out to uh, a young lady that we love to hear from, Just Win Wendy. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hey, Mr. M. How you doing? <laughs> Cute. <laughs> chilling, chilling. I'm good. What's up with you? I am really excited about it. I'm I'm flying in on Saturday and um, plan on going to as many parties as I can hit. I don't know if I can make the Josh Jacobs event, but I'm going to try um, and bring food and everything. So that'll be great. I had a couple of things. Number one, I am so excited about the defense that I almost forgot to be excited about the offense. 
but um, I, I swear, you know, I'm just, I really want to see us have a defense. And over the years, I just remember so many times when the defense would come on the field, I'd be like, hold in my breath every play. And this time, I really don't think I'm going to have to hold my breath. And so, you know, that's what I'm excited to see. Um, I can't wait to cheer for the offense, but um, that's, you know, that's it. And then I have to say, your, um, your home lender guy, um, Justin, D- Dustin. He, was, he was talking about he's getting off work around 3 and he's going to come over there. And I'm like, wait a minute, guy, you got to realize uh-huh. <laughs> by 3 o'clock you should be in the stadium. Exactly, exactly. And, um, and, and so tell the listeners out there, I mean, Monday night countdown with the, you know, the, the network guys, that starts at 3. They're going to be taking pictures of Vegas and the fans and everything starting at 3. Right. And then, you know, all the guys come on the field, and that goes down to my, my uh, ritual is that I always get to the stadium an hour and a half inside the stadium, an hour and a half early, so that I can watch him practice. And and then I get to see all the videos that come out and all the announcements. <laughs> and if they do two songs, you know, we had a we had a pregame con- uh, concert. Remember last for the um, for the Seattle game, right? Right. So it's like you got to be in the stadium at three thirty for sure. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Good call, Wendy. We definitely appreciate hearing from you. Can't wait till you get to town and, and touch down, and uh, we'll definitely run into you. If not at the stadium, we'll run in a little bit earlier. Uh, got a couple more quick calls we're going to get to, then John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. How about we go to – where am I at, Damon? Um, Who do I got? Who's up next? Raider Mark? Raider Mark and Henderson? All right, you're up next. Raider Mark, what's on your mind? Yo, you there? Hello? Yeah, there you are. We hear you now. Oh, hey. My bad. uh, It's Fargo Raider, my guy. Oh, Fargo Raider. That wasn't even close to uh, Raider Mark, but that's cool. Go ahead. (laughs) It's all good. Hey, man, I got to agree. We got to keep that Bay love going still, even if we did move to Vegas, because that's our our ancestral home. Always got to remember where you came from. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And then I also wanted to actually say something to DeMond. DeMond, I'm sorry, man. My condolences. You guys just got Todd. You know, I can't even say his nickname from me for, uh, on the radio, but Downing. And he took us. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, man, he took us from 12 and 4 to 4 and 12 again, man. That's a good point. I don't point. know what y'all are doing over there. That's a great point. I feel bad for you, Damon. You need to go ahead and listen to Gangster Raider and just come on over to the dark side, brother. Yeah, you're already halfway there. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll, see, I'll, I'll be seeing you, Q, at the Rockstar. I'm going to go that uh, Sunday night to go meet you in person. Okay. I'm super stoked to be in Vegas and to be at Monday night. I'm going to follow uh, Just Win Wendy's advice, and I'm going to get in the building early. I want to see all that myself. There you go. Great. Hey, great stuff. Great stuff. Thank you for that call, Fargo Radar. I appreciate you. 3.13 is the time. Going to take a quick break. Are we going to take a quick break or are we going to go to John immediately? we got to get to John McClain and from the Houston Chronicle. What are we doing? Let's take a quick break so I can reset. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We'll reset. We'll come back. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. We'll talk all things NFL coming up next. But if you're on hold, stay on hold. We got you coming up. Please believe that. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. 
It's time to take a look around the NFL with our weekly visit from John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. I need to see a dog make a play. No puppies. I need a dog to make a play. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And we are back. 315 is the time. Fast and Furious show. Got a lot of moving parts. And right now on the phone line, as promised, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. And, John, we do appreciate your time as always, my man. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, they keep getting hit with injury after injury after injury. It looks like Marcus Peters is now out with the ACL and Gus Edwards is down with an ACL. It's not been confirmed yet, but that's what it looks like. They already had J.K. Dobbins out. They had uh, Justice Hill out. I mean, there's just injury after injury. What do you make of all that that's going on right now in Baltimore as far as injuries go? Well, they're not going to miss Marcus Peters against the Raiders like they're going to miss their running backs. They've led the NFL in rushing in each of the last two years. And, yes, Lamar Jackson is the best running quarterback in the NFL. They play a lot of back, power back like Gus Edwards. Uh, Dobbins can go inside and outside, Justice Hill outside. Q, I have never seen in my 46 years of covering the NFL a team lose its top three running backs before the season for, to major injuries. It's unprecedented. Now, John Harbaugh is a great coach. They have great personnel. They've got a great personnel side of the organization, and they will survive, but I have never seen it, and especially their major injuries. And they came, I think, in practice. I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. but uh, that was certain. I'm interested to see how that affects the spread and how much it it, uh, leans into Raiders' favor. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And John, I mean, you you've been covering the, the league for many years, and so you, you know you hate to see injuries. I hate to see injuries, uh, but it's just the nature of the beast. That's what happens. They did go sign Le'Veon Bell. He's on the practice squad, but it sounds like he's going to play on Monday, and he might have to play on Monday. Now, what do you think Le'Veon Bell has after you know? Actually, he hasn't really been Le'Veon Bell since he held out that year, trying to get more money from Pittsburgh. Not much. He certainly didn't show it last year. You know he. It was so funny. Everybody told him, if you miss a season as a running back, you're not going to get back what you lost financially or physically, and he didn't. But, you, when you're desperate, you're desperate, and the Ravens are desperate. And the fact that running back is not a difficult position to learn, mm-hmm. uh, I think he'll be able to play. And, you know, he can catch, but he's certainly not Gus Edwards who can run with power and speed, or of course, Dobbins is a known for a while, but it's just un- unbelievable what's happening to the Ravens, whether that is a sign of what's to come for them all season. You know, maybe it is, but my goodness, I just, I can't believe it. And you know, the Ravens will never say this, but they're devastated. The fans are devastated. <laughs> and I know the media is shocked because every year, Baltimore is a playoff team mm-hmm. and a Super Bowl contender. They've won two, but uh, they're not going to get any of these guys back. That's another thing, Q. Right. They've got to find people and develop them. And I'll say this, they're going to have to rely on 
uh, Lamar Jackson's passing more than ever. Right, exactly. And, John, what do you think of Lamar Jackson? He has some weapons on the outside now. Of course, Mark Andrews, a tight end, just got the big contract, so he's going to be the number one weapon, as he always has been. But, I mean, how much does development does Lamar Jackson have to do, and do you think he can do it to be able to kind of, you know, to, to, to be able to, to shoulder all the, uh, all the pressure that he's going to have now that those running backs are out? Not to mention that he's trying to get a new contract. Mm-hmm. I think if he hadn't tested positive two times for COVID-19, he might already have that contract. But based on that, they've got to be very careful. That's $200 million in him. Or they need to put a lot of clauses in there that require him to get vaccinated if he's not already vaccinated. But um, he's often guys can throw to the boundary, but they can't throw down the middle. Mm-hmm. They just, they're off target. They're, they're throw high. They have balls tipped because they're not accurate. They get their receivers get obliterated throwing over the middle. But Jackson's the opposite. He... All right, we just lost John. We just lost. Try to try to reconnect with John real quick, and we'll try to uh, he sounds like he's in a dead spot. Probably sound like me trying to come into the, to the show earlier today. Uh, let me try to get John back real quick. I think we, I think we have him. We got John. All right, John, you were talking about Lamar Jackson throwing when we kind of got disconnected. He's got to be able to throw to the sideline. He's not been able to do that so far consistently to you. And those receivers they've got have got to come through for him and make the kind of catches they haven't been making. I'm not talking about the tight ends. I'm talking about the uh, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But they they still got a good defense, but they're not going to be able, I don't think, to rely on ball control as much as they have been. And a lot of Lamar Jackson's rushing attempts come off play action when he doesn't, when he takes the ball to a back and he's going to throw the ball, but instead he takes off running. And people have to bite on those play fakes. Well, now they're not going to bite them as much because those running backs are not there. And I feel bad for them, feel bad for their fans, because you never see, it's not just you don't want to see guys get hurt, but be having catastrophic injuries at one position, too, mm-hmm. that is just, un, I'm not going to say it's unprecedented, I'll say it's rare. Right, exactly. It feels like they're getting, they're getting the Chargers effect. You know, the Chargers are always snake bitten with a bunch of injuries, and it feels like all of a sudden Baltimore is getting that treatment this uh, this year, and that that stinks. I, I hate that again for for any team in the league to get devastated at one position like that. Like like you mentioned, we're talking right now with John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. You can find John on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL and. What are your anticipations for uh, for Monday night, John? I mean, it's Monday night football. It'll be the only broadcast. This will be the first year where there's not two different broadcasts. Uh, the first time that fans are in the stands at Allegiant Stadium. It's Las Vegas. I mean, how, how, how pumped up do you think the league is, and how excited do you think the atmosphere will be on Monday night? Well, you know, Q, that, the, that ESPN wants to put on a great show. And the best way to do that is to start off all the pregame all over, well, I'll say this, all over Las Vegas, all over the Strip, downtown, showing the sights. I, I think they'll come from different venues in the pregame show, and I think people are pumped. You know, everybody everybody wants to see that stadium. We've seen the outside. When you see a stadium without fans, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people, I know I'll watch it because 
I want to see the stadium. I want to see Las Vegas. I want to see what ESPN and NFL Network are going to do. I love watching the pregame. And, and hopefully, if you're a Raiders fan, all that excitement and all that hype will result in an upset. Right, right, which I don't know, you know, even how much of an upset it's going to be. Uh, like you mentioned at the beginning, how much the lines are going to change now with the injuries that uh, that Baltimore is suffering right now. So we'll see. But but you're right. I mean, everyone's expecting uh, Baltimore to come out with a victory. Uh, I think that the fan base in the stadium is going to be awesome and just be really, really electric. And, and John, it all gets started tonight. The Cowboys at Tampa Bay uh, kicking things off in Tampa Bay. 2021 season's finally here. Uh, one, for you, who's been covering the, the league for so long, how blessed do you feel just to be entering? another season well i always feel q and i have this ever since my first season at 1977 i feel like a kid going to first day of school again the only two days i cared about growing up in waco texas where you just came from was the first day and the last day <laughs> i didn't give a hoot about any days in between because <laughs> i was a terrible student me too and i'm that way about the nfl i get by the second season to me is the playoffs, and that's something I'm not going to be worried about this year because the Texans are not a playoff contender. They are perhaps going to be the worst team in the league, and uh, so when I get excited about the playoffs, it'll be because of somebody else's team, and uh, maybe that'll be the Raiders. Maybe they'll, they'll John Gruden will have his first winning record, put a little heat on the uh, Chiefs along with the Chargers, most think if somebody's going to do that, it'll be one of them. I'm not high on the Broncos because of the quarterback situation, but I think it's the NFL. People love it. There's a reason it's the most popular sport. There's a reason they just signed a new TV deal for $10.7 billion. There's, it's the reason Mark Davis can build a house that, that would have put Elvis to shame <laughs> and Wayne Newton because of the NFL. It's such a big moneymaker. Absolutely. That's B. That's billion with a B. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Billion with a B. John, before I let you go, this is a question that Raider Nation asks me all the time. Uh, the national media, and you you deal with the national media, and to a certain extent, you, you could be part of the national media uh, as long as you've been covering the league and everything you've done. But they always say that, you know, the national media never shows the Raiders any love. They never, you know, they never give them any credit for anything. Uh, what what do you what is your feel? What is your answer to people when they talk about the national media and what they're not doing? When the Raiders were winning championships and going to championship games, fans never complained about the national media. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just, I don't know who said it. I may have gotten this in a fortune cookie, Hugh, but somebody one day said. Just win, baby. <laughs> Anybody that complains that they're getting inferior treatment, just remember that fortune cookie or whoever said it. Just win, baby. That cures all your all your ailments. Uh, commitment to excellence. That's true. That's true. Winning cures all. You're absolutely right. The great Al Davis with the just win, baby. Uh, John, great stuff as always, my man. I appreciate you, you know, moving and shaking and making some time for us today. I know it's been up and down, a, a lot of anticipation for the season to get open, get started tonight in Tampa Bay. Uh, Texas Sports Nation, what do you have coming out that uh, NFL fans can be on the lookout for? We've got all kinds of columns, and we've got blogs and videos and podcasts, too. Everything about the start of the season. And uh, anybody who wants to check it out, 
TexasSportsNation.com. That is the sports website for the Houston Chronicle. Q, thank you very much. Good luck to Raider Nation. Can't wait to see that game. Absolutely. Thank you, John, for your time. I do appreciate you, my man. There he goes, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, uh, talking all things NFL, as he always does. You can find him on Twitter, at McClain, underscore on, underscore NFL. This show is going by fast and furious. Got about 33 minutes left of the show. Coming up next, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She was at the media session today. She was at practice today. We'll talk to her next about all things silver and black. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio. The preseason is over, and the Las Vegas Raiders can now officially set their sights on their first real game of the year. And what a way to start with a Monday night game against the Baltimore Ravens. So to quote Tom Petty, the waiting is the hardest part. And we, like you, are counting down the days until Monday, September 13th for the Raiders to kick off their season. And remember, you can listen to all the Raiders games right here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. We have dogs out there that's ready to hunt. Uh, they're ready for this game. They're excited for it. And I'm excited to see them hunt. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Yeah, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Hey. Okay. Okay. Nobody here at the radio station knew that we had a hip-hop station in the building. But ever since Unnecessary Roughness has hit the airways, we have gone all the way hip-hop. And this is the soundtrack. This should be the soundtrack. Go on, turn that back up, man. Cassie will appreciate that. Okay, Go on, okay. Go on. Hey. What? Okay, that's good. All right, anyway, we got a hip-hop station going at the same time as sports. I love it, man. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Join us now on the phone lines, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal on Twitter at underscore Cassie Soto. And Cassie, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you. How about that? How about that, Mac Dre? Are you feeling that? I thought you were going to hit me with some too short. I think that's what, I thought that's what I was going to get, but that's okay. Yeah, we can we can do that. Or, you know, I'm more of an E40 fan myself. Can we go there? Uh, no, actually, no. we actually, we I got to. We with him. Yeah, but see, the problem is, and I'm an E40 person. I'm a big E40 fan. Uh, like, Earl was my guy back in the day. I can call him by name because I've interviewed him so many times, so he, I can do that. But he's a big 49er fan, and oh. so that could be a problem. That might not fly on Radio Nation Radio. I'm just saying. I gotcha. I gotcha. So I'm gonna, that makes sense. Okay. What, is, too short, is too short a Raiders fan? Yes, too short is a Raider fan. Uh, Mac Dre, rest in peace, I believe was a Raider fan. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm just going to go ahead and say he is just because. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to need well, you yeah, to get stupid with this uh, every once in a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We so, can get hypey. We can get stupid. Whatever works. There you go. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what didn't work was that long media session that we had today and me trying to get out to get on to the show on time. I definitely did not make it, but um, – yeah, I'm here now. So what were your big takeaways? I mean, the Raiders rolled out everybody today. I mean, it was John Gruden, Derek Carr. Then you had uh, Unique Ngakwe. Then you had um, Andre James. You had the, the president, Dan Vitrelli. I mean, wh- wh- what was your big takeaway from today's media session? How about them hit- hitting us with some heavy hitters when we're all trying to be like, all right, we've got to get out of here early because we've got a bunch of stuff to do. Right. And now they're just like, here's the whole roster. Here's all the starters. Like, go for it. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> when uh, when the so Raiders PR for fans. I don't know. They um, as soon as we get there, we sort of ask 
who is speaking that day because like myself I try to get video of them our photographers try to get photo of them and then you know everybody tries to get uh, videos of these guys on your phone or whatever to tweet it out to say this is who we're talking to today and they were like oh yeah John Gruden and Derek Carr, which we already knew, and Yannick Ngakwe and Andre James. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what are we doing here? So I was running all over the practice field today trying to get video of everybody. Um, But, yeah, no, I think it was really good. And, you know, that's what we want. Now that gives us, you know, a lot of um, different topics to hit on as we get closer and closer to Monday night. And uh, I think the, the overall, like, takeaway from today's, media session was like obviously these guys are excited you know i think uh darren waller even Dar- we got to talk oh, to darren, yeah. waller. Yep. That. darren yep. waller too um darren waller was like you know obviously i'm a, I'm a human being so it's you know i'm not gonna not get excited for monday night but they kind of have to keep it like at bay right right like they can't let the moment get too big for them and get too excited a lot of these guys you know, have played on the biggest stage, you know, before. But Monday Night Football in Las Vegas, in front of fans, like, we don't know what that is yet. Right. So, like, I think, you know, fans want to see these guys, like, jumping up and down and, you know, getting so hyped, get hyped, getting stupid, right, for Monday <laughs> night. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, and, and they, again, they were just keeping it at bay, and I think they're trying not to let their emotions get ahead of themselves. Again, because this team has so much to prove on the field that like the off the field stuff like they can't let that get get too big for them right and, and cassie you hit it on the head you said monday night football in las vegas allegiant stadium we and i mean we all of us don't know what that looks like this is going to be a first so for someone like you who's been las vegas through and through for the longest what does this mean what does monday night how how, how is cassie soto going to feel monday night I like, I can't, so I'm doing all these videos, you know, I'm doing all, all these interviews and getting ready for it, you know, talking to these players. And then I'm sitting here like, is this really happening? Like, where are we right now? Right. You know, I, I was just talking and obviously my dad is a huge Raider fan and being able to talk to him, like he's sending me all his stuff for tailgating already. He made like <laughs> custom Raiders cornhole, like a wow. full setup. Like if you see Raiders cornhole out there, it might be my dad. So say what's up to Lowe's for me, everybody. On Monday night, he's going to be there. But, yeah, it's just so crazy coming here, being here for 16 years now. This is my 16th summer here in Las Vegas. And to think, you know, when I was 10, 11 years old, when we would get hyped to go to UNLV games because that's all what, that we had. Right. And now I'm like, oh, shoot, how's the traffic going to be? Like, there's going to be 65,000 people. What are Like, what do the logistics look like? Like, we don't know yet. And we've gotten, again, glimpses of it with that preseason game, obviously, um, the Mexico game here a few weeks ago. I think that the BYU game was probably nuts, too. I wasn't here in town for that. Yeah. But to see an NFL team here in town, like, I don't think I'll be able to answer this question fully, like, until I'm there and until I hear it right. more than any. Like, that's what I'm excited for, like, to hear these fans come together as one and to watch a team that they've been dying to see. For over well over a year now, like I, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, no, it really is, Cassie, and I'm excited. And of course, I haven't been here very long at all, but just I mean, it's, it's almost like getting goosebumps and getting chills knowing what's going to happen on Monday and knowing you know that all these fans are going to be able to enjoy their favorite team in this beautiful stadium that we've been in multiple times now. Right. And I just my anticipation level for the energy that's going to be in in Allegiant is going to be incredible. Monday night, yeah. Monday night football is already incredible, but now you you put Vegas and the only show on town. I mean, that night, there's no other game on. I mean, it's just going to be Monday Night Football. Man, come on. <laughs> the, spot, well, the spotlight is on them, and they have to take advantage of it for sure. And, yeah, like you say, like, it's it's just you have to step back. Like, obviously, we're there to work, you know. Right. But, like, 
just as like you know a person who enjoys sports like there's a different atmosphere mm-hmm. when you're surrounded by people that are you know are taking in this single moment together like it, it oh it's gonna be nuts i can't wait <laughs> right no it, it really will be I'm, I'm man i'm telling you the anticipation level is so high we're talking right now with cassie soto from the las vegas review journal you can find her on twitter at underscore cassie soto and uh you know unique Ngakwe. he talked to the media today uh, i asked him a question about max crosby he had glowing remarks about max but what are your thoughts on Unique? And I think that you might have asked him about being a captain, but what are your thoughts on just what he has brought to the table and even almost his intensity that he had during the media session? Short answers, but almost to, you know, to the point, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, or I asked him about, like, what it means to him to be voted a captain. This guy, you know, just got here, and the, the, his teammates are already voting him a captain, so that obviously speaks to his leadership and what he brings to the locker room. And, yeah, you mentioned his intensity. Like, he had five, six-word answers and on to the next one, you know? like, right. and, and I don't know if you noticed it, and I pick up on these little things, but he was like, when someone was asking him a question, he, like, leaned in, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. He leaned forward. Like, he really wanted to hear what was being asked, you know, from him or asked of him. And, like, that intensity, was, I was at the very back of the room, and I was like, oh, that's that's different. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like this, he was just zoned in. And you know, I think he, again, one of those guys, like we've had previous media sessions with him before and, you know, like he, he's given good answers stuff, but this one, like, I think because it is so close to game day. And I think, um, I forget who it was, but one of the media members was asking sort of like about their game day rituals and stuff. And right. he, this guy is probably a guy who's like got the playbook open. Like he's just going through it. You know, he, he's, He's getting in the zone well before Monday, and I think he was starting to get in that zone today already. It felt like it. It really did. I mean, he yeah. was uh, he was really locked in. I think that's the best way to kind of describe the the mood of Unique Ngakwe when he met with the media today. Uh, how about the linebacking room? KJ Wright. Now he's a member of the the, the Raiders. Obviously, Denzel Perryman. They made a trade for him earlier. Uh, what what do you think about the linebacking room now that it's kind of remade after the injuries to Morrow and of course uh, Javen White? Yeah, it was looking a little iffy there. Obviously, uh, Nick Moore was somebody that I believe John Gruden was, you know, talking up towards the beginning of, of training camp as somebody that was going to be a leader. We got to hear from him again at the beginning of training camp and how excited he was to get things going. And then for him and Javen White to get injured, Javen White obviously not totally proven yet, but somebody that I that uh, Nicholas Morrow called out by name, saying like this guy, like watch out, this guy is onto something here. And for them two to go down. Um, but then to get in, yeah, some veteran leadership here. KJ, right? <laughs> I, um, I think it was Perryman was talking um, the other day, and, and and it was brought up like, hey, when KJ gets here, what do you think of that? And it was like we broke the news to him. The, I believe it was Paul Gutierrez of ESPN yeah. broke that news to him. Yep. And like his eyes got big. He's like, wait, what? Like KJ Wright is coming? <laughs> is he gonna? He's gonna be here? Like so that like that should be the answer there. Like these players are excited now for the leadership that has come in, you know, basically like overnight. And and I'm, we're going to go back here and say it. I think we talked about it last week, Q, that that conversation that Mike Mayock, Raiders general manager, Mike Mayock had to step out or that phone call he had to step out and take right. was the uh, the ongoing, uh, what did he say, the continuing situation saga. or whatever saga. he said. Yeah, yeah, continuing saga. We're going to say it was K.J. Wright. The yeah. saga has ended. Put a stamp on it. K.J. Wright is here. He's uh, already making a name for himself in this locker room as well. I, uh, John Gruden spoke on that today. And, uh, you know, and, and these guys, they have to get acclimated with each other very quickly. But the benefit of it is, and I think we've spoken about it before, is that Gus Bradley's system allows these guys to come in and fit in right away, and especially guys that have previous history 
with defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. Like, they're going to fit in and they're going to get it because they don't have a choice. Like, they have to get it. Come Monday night, um, they have to bring the intensity that I think we've seen in these last few media sessions already. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking right now with Cassie Soto here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And Cassie, I just got a couple more questions for you. Uh, while we were in the media session, the news broke about the Baltimore Ravens. Marcus Peters looks like he tore his ACL. Gus Edwards looks like he tore his ACL. Back-to-back plays, uh, that's just awful for any team, but they were already hit with injury with J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill. Uh, what do you think this does for the Baltimore Ravens uh, on the field and even their psyche, just having all these injuries hit them at the same time? Who put the juju on the Ravens? Right, right. Like, which, I know you got a lot of Raider Nation fans calling you. Like, who brought out the voodoo doll and was like, blink, like, we're just going to stick this pin here and right. stick this pin. Like, there's, there's something going on there. And, yeah, that's extremely unfortunate. And especially, again, like, Monday Night Football, like, you know, the Super Bowl is top tier, right? Like, that's the stage you want to be on. Mm-hmm. But Monday Night Football, again, in Las Vegas, like, this is, and Andre James said it, like, this is what you dream of as a kid. And for these players to get injured just days before one of maybe, you know, one of the biggest games, um, it's unfortunate. And again, like, as sad as it is, you know, for the Ravens and for these players, like, the Raiders now need to capitalize on this. Like, they can't right. make any excuses as to why they didn't get the job done on Monday night. And granted, Lamar Jackson is a beast in his own realm, but there, there's no excuse now for the Raiders. Right. No, there's not. There really isn't. And I hate, you know, I hate to kind of lean on injury, but this this is so yeah. major that uh, the Raiders, like you said, they do need to take advantage. And, and the, the Ravens are going to be a little bit behind the eight ball. I mean, if Le'Veon Bell is your leading rusher, uh, you got to feel pretty good about your chances uh, winning this game on Monday night. And uh, Cassie, on a much lighter note for my final question for you, the Luxar. It is uh it is decked out with the Raiders eye patch over it right now over the I guess the what would you call that uh what would you call that guy the Sphinx they yeah. call him the Sphinx yeah there, the Luxor Sphinx yeah there you go he's got a Raider eye patch on him right yeah. now is that I mean does that not signify what's gonna happen here on Monday night and you know what it, and and for the Golden Knights fans out there like they'll remember when the the Caesar statue got the Golden Knights jersey i think they put on him and they they swapped out his sword for a hockey stick (laughs) and the same thing for the mgm lion they put an aces uh jersey over the lion nice so you know like i'm sorry no the aces jersey was on the statue of liberty and the golden knights jersey was on the lion so like all of these huge las vegas landmarks are now getting decked out right in las vegas here and again it goes back to 5, 10, 15 years ago, like, we would have never have thought that this moment would have come for Las Vegas, and now there's, like, so many major sports going on here that it, it's a lot to take in, but it's exciting, and yeah, the Luxor, the Sphinx getting an eye patch, pretty cool. I think it happened at, like, 5 a.m., so I wasn't out there for that, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> right? it, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it does It does look really cool, and it, that gets you kind of fired up as well for what's going to happen on Monday. Before I let you go, you know, you, you know your boy Demond. He's got to ask you a question. He's got something for you, Cassie. Oh, let's hear. It. I don't let's, know what it is. Trouble. Yeah. Trouble no, no me. trouble. This is a. I I come as a friend, even though you shaded me on Twitter. Oh, not, there it me. is. Yeah, we I, knew but, something. But I come as a friend, Cassie. I've got to ask you, how what? did you feel what? about the Steve address to us from Blues Clues? What? Okay, that's did did uh did Q tell you that's all I was talking about? No, he I did not. I did not say a word he about not, that. But I can't I, just, believe I know, this. I know that like I, it, it meant a lot to me. So I wanted to see what did it mean to you. I hate that I'm not exaggerating. I was in tears, Devon. Like in tears, I was so like it just. I don't know how it just got me. Like I haven't. I'm not a huge crier, 
but it got me and like I couldn't stop crying like for a good hour I was just crying and it makes me sad that we're grown-ups or whatever we are now apparently apparently we're grown-ups and and yeah man Steve like the closure that we all needed when we were five six years old it Came a little late, but Wait, I can appreciate it. Hold on. Okay, I got to take a step back because I think everyone is probably like me and has no blanking clue what you guys are talking about. What is what is this deal? Because you were talking about Steve and whoever this other cat was. In, Joe. Joe. Yeah, Joe. his brother. Yeah. His yeah. I, and I'm not – I mean, even my kids didn't watch Blue's Clues. We, we didn't get down like that. So I don't really have any idea. I just know that there was a guy who looks like he was a weirdo with hanging out with cartoon dogs. Buddy. Whatever. Whatever you want to call it. What is the deal? What are we talking about here? For people of our age. Yeah, go ahead. Go it's ahead. Um, it's the 25th anniversary. I'm 25 years old. Of what? I, I, a Blue's Clues, man. Okay, Blue's okay Clues. I don't know. I don't know. We just got 44. a letter. We Whatever. Thought, Bruce Clues meant a lot to me as a kid. I remember one year. That like I had, the, I had the green shirt. I had the chair. The, come on, I don't know you. what you're talking about. No. Cassie, uh, elaborate some I more for me. I had the notebook. I had the notebook and the crayon. I had the big green crayon. I sure did. Okay, yep, so what? So, so is that all that we're talking about here? Is he that, is left it? the show, Q. He just left the show. He was like, I got to get out of here. But he finally came I back and gave us, you know, he, he spoke to us about why he had to leave the show 20 years ago. We needed that closure. When did he do this? It's, I'm so lost. When did we do did this? It, he did it yes, yesterday, two days ago. Two days two ago. Two days ago now, I think. Yeah, and, two and days what did, ago. What did he say? He was a crackhead? <laughs> okay, Q. <laughs> On a commercial break, show Q the video, but basically he said, hey, everybody, us, so Demon's 25, I'm 26, so the 20, 20 somethings, hey, everybody, I'm sorry I left so abruptly, but we're back now. It's okay to not be okay. Like, look at how far you've come. I love you. Like, I'm glad we're still friends. And it was beautiful. It was so well done. Good okay. job, Nick Jr. So he, had, so he had a, what, a mental health breakdown? Is I that what he said? Yes. Okay. Something well, happened. Okay, there. well, that's yeah. definitely nothing to, to, to joke about. But I was clueless. Yeah. I had no idea. The whole time you were talking about that in the media session, I had no idea what you were talking about. I just knew that that was some dude that I always thought was kind of weird anyway because he was hanging out with a dog, uh, a, a fake dog. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, I love it. All oh, right. I love it. My next rejoin, can it be, we just got a letter. We just got a letter. Let's hit it. Let's that's it. definitely happened. All right. Sweet. Well, Cassie Soto's been our guest. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff as always, Cassie from the Las Vegas Review Journal. What do you guys got coming out? I know you have some previews that are coming on, on the way. Yes. Live right now is our Vegas Nation Blitz episode. It's at VegasNation.com and uh, Vegas Nation U- or Review Journal YouTube. And then coming out Saturday morning, bright and early Saturday, 7 a.m. is our Vegas Nation game day. So, again, just some more information, some more hype to get you Get the Raider Nation all ready for uh, Monday Night Football. All right, there it is. Great stuff as always, Cassie. You and your Blues Clues. Uh, you guys have a great day, great evening, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, man, you two, you two have problems. I, I I can't call it, but you two have problems. I knew nothing about any of that that you guys were talking about. It was you, so important, so impactful, you guys so lost monumental. Me, and I'm sure you're not. I'm not the only one you lost for about five good minutes. About five good quality minutes. I urge everyone, even if you didn't watch the show. Nobody watches the show. Go find the video. Nobody watched the I'll show. I'll show you during the break. I don't want to see it. 3.48 is the time. Come back. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show. We just have a couple minutes. We're going to pick our winner for tonight's game. But tomorrow, we're going to go through all of the games, the whole slate. We're going to go through them. We're going to pick our games. We're going to kind of uh, keep track of them throughout the course of the season. Who's better at this game, myself or Damon? It's going to be me. But we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll do our picks uh, tomorrow. 
And then also in the morning, what I want you to do is make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate with Clay Baker because he actually has a contest that he's going to be doing, and I believe it's at 9.30 tomorrow morning where a caller number nine is going to have to pick. Clay's going to pick three games. That's it, three games. And you, whoever caller number nine is, is going to pick the winner. Now, you don't have to go against the spread. You just have to pick W's or L's. Okay, this game, say maybe Raiders and Ravens is one of them. You pick the winner. If you go 3-0, and you can win 100 bucks, Just like that. If, if you don't go 3-0, that 100 bucks rolls over to the next week. So then the next week, someone can win 200 bucks, And if no one wins then, it can roll over. You could potentially win $1,800 if no one wins throughout the course of the season. Just saying. Just going to throw it out there. So make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate tomorrow and uh, join Clay Baker for this great contest. You can win some good money, 100 bucks just for picking three games. Who can't do that? We're going to go back and pick one game. We'll do that next to close out the show on Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just have a couple seconds left. Hey, I like that blow the whistle right there. Soundtrack's been on fire today. From Mac Dre to Too Short. Good stuff, man. Damon, you all right. I try. I try. I mean, the Blues Clues threw me off. <laughs> but Too Short, Mac Dre, it's all right by me. I like that. We got just a couple minutes left in the show. We're about to go to Vinny Bonsignor, who is live at Lincoln Kennedy's restaurant called The Angry Crab in Henderson. He's going to be doing In the Huddle 4 to 6 p.m. with Lincoln. He's going to have the president of the Raiders stop by at some point. We'll hear from Vinny in just a second. But we want to go through all the games on the twenty on the week one schedule for the NFL. We're going to do that tomorrow because clearly we don't have time for that. But we will pick tonight's winner and we're going to keep track of this throughout the course of the season and again make sure you wake up with uh, the morning tailgate with clay baker tomorrow 9 30 he's going to have his own contest that you could win a hundred dollars just by picking three games correctly so damon dallas at tampa bay 5 20 kickoff who do you have tampa i'm going with tampa bay as well we have a few weeks ago we didn't know if dak prescott could throw a ball right i was going to go with the cowboys until zach martin went down that was, that was the deciding factor for me. The O-line, as Lincoln Kennedy could tell you, is major. <laughs> the O-line is a big deal. And when, uh, without, without Zach Martin that, there, uh, that could be a problem. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with Tampa Bay as well. So me and DeMond both picked the Buccaneers to go 1-0, and and the Cowboys dropped to 0-1. With that being said, Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. He's coming up next with Lincoln Kennedy. What's going on at the Angry Crab, my man? Well, uh, we are here at the Angry Crab, uh, and I got Lincoln Kennedy here with me. Uh, great setup. We're outside. Um, Ooh. It's, you know, for, for this setting is going to be awesome, especially once it starts cooling off a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, but you got access to the kitchen and the bar from the outside. It's a beautiful restaurant, plenty of televisions. We're going to be here checking out the start of the NFL season. I'm kind of it's 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 crazy that we're saying that, Lincoln, and, and Lincoln's gonna join us here real quick. Isn't it crazy that we're talking about the NFL season like tonight, as in tonight? Well, I mean, I, I think it's it's to be expected. It's long overdue, but I think when, when you think about it as a whole, Hugh and Vinny, and it's 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 one of those things where it's going to be good to have fans back in the stands. Oh yeah, it's going to be a lot different than it was last year. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, seeing the seeing the crowd go wild, I want to make Allegiant Stadium a true home field advantage for these Raiders, and I think it starts on Monday night. 
Boom. I like that. I like that. So, Vinny, uh, I kind of tease what you have coming up on the show. Uh, what do you have coming up on the show before I pass the sticks on to you guys? We're, we're chilling. We're going to be watching this game, talking <laughs> about, uh, obviously, the injury issues for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. It doesn't look good for a couple of those guys. No. Uh, you hate to see it happen, yep. uh, but it is football, and things like that, that do happen. And it, it just it's all the more reason now. Uh, for the Raiders to take advantage of that opportunity Monday night at Allegiant Stadium and take care of business and move on to the next one. We're not even going to talk about no. who the next one is because the focus right now is on the Baltimore Ravens. It's got to be. It's got to be. Well, Vinny, that's great, man. You guys have a great time at the Angry Crab. I'll be there shortly. Uh, please believe that. Uh-oh. I will be there. You said that there's TVs and a bar. What else there do I need in life? <laughs> and we got good food, brother. Yeah. Oh, that's all I need. There it is. Done deal records. So I'll be there in a little while. You guys have a great show. Uh, I'm passing the sticks on to you in the huddle. Vinny Bonsignor, Lincoln Kennedy, coming up next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Yeah.